We've been in a series, and this, and today we're in part three of a four-part series entitled "The Gospel According to George Strait." Right? You say that's pretty spiritual, and it is. It is spiritual because George Strait is a gift from God. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Not only his voice, but to the ladies. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, so uh, the gospel according to George Strait, and you say, well, why are you doing a series like this? What's the point? Well, here's what I've learned in life, and, and when I read the Bible, I see that Jesus took the, the day and the culture that he lived in, and he took out of that spiritual truths, and he applied them to the teaching that he gave the people of that day. So if he was, again, talking about sheep or shepherds, or if he was with sheep or shepherds, he would talk about sheep. If he was on a mountainside, he would talk about how being on the mountainside. If he was in a storm, he would use the storm to make the scripture and his his father's word relevant to the people that he was talking to. Well, from a series like this, I desire to do the same thing. I want to take some King George songs or maybe even a song that's maybe not even by King George today, but I want to take some King George songs and I want us to be able to relate to them, to not only hear the song and, and go, wow, that's a great song. King George is awesome. But, but to be able to go, okay, God can use the culture of my day to relate his scripture so that I can apply it to my lives and live more like him. Are you with me? And so today I want to continue this series, um, and, and I want to talk about another country star, by the way. And this country star is a, obviously a great friend of George Strait's, um, and uh, this guy has uh, written hit after hit after hit, and his name is Alan Jackson. Any Alan Jackson fans? Yeah, Alan Jackson is an amazing superstar alongside of George Strait. They've done some collaborations together, some great music together. And what I love about Alan, just like George's music, is Alan actually writes songs and and sings songs that you can dance to. Can I get an amen? amen? I mean, all this new stuff, I love it, but sometimes it's hard to dance to. Are you with me? Some of you guys like, you guys dance at this church, and I can answer you with a absolutely. Because we, <laughs> and you say, well, I thought dancing was wrong. I grew up that you shouldn't dance. And if you did, you had a balloon in between you. You got to keep Jesus, you know, all that stuff. Well, again, just like I've said before, we've redeemed certain things that the devil has taken and we've made them right because the Bible says that it's okay to dance. That's not my topic for today. I just went off on that. But anyways, uh, so he does some songs that are awesome that you can dance to. And so I love Alan Jackson. I mean, obviously, he's a believer. His wife's a believer. Uh, You need to read her book. She talks about Christ through all throughout her book. But he he does certain songs as well. And back in the day, he did certain songs that you you love, but you hate. Okay? You, you, You sing them, but then you go, it's wrong to sing that song. Anybody with me? Yeah, so, well, today you're going to get an example of this, and so I want to pull some spiritual truths out of an Alan Jackson song that he wrote in 1996, I think it was a number one hit, so here it is. Everywhere you look, you can write a book on the trouble with a woman and a man. But you can't impose, you can't stick your nose into something that you don't understand. So still you wonder who's cheating who, who's being true, who don't even care anymore. It makes you wonder who's doing right with someone tonight, who's got his part next door. Still you wonder who's cheating who, 
who's being true, who don't even care anymore. It makes you wonder who's doing right with someone tonight, whose car is parked next door. Give it up for Alan. All you need is a blonde mullet, and you'd be great. But you're thinking, okay, so who's cheating who? How many guys wanted to sing that song with him? Yeah, yeah, because it's catchy. But if you, and the reason we don't sing the whole song is because, again, it talks about subjects that, you know, again, maybe aren't so holy. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, so we're not, we're not going to sing the whole song. But you say, well, Bo, how in the world, and this is my mastery, but how are you thinking, how in the world is he going to relate who's cheating who to the gospel of Jesus Christ? Well, I've got a great topic that I think that, that obviously the Bible talks about and obviously the world talks about, and it is the topic of gossip. Gossip. Who's cheating who? I mean, how many of you guys have ever been in a conversation and they're like, so did you hear? Hey, so did, I don't know if you heard it or not, but I heard this. Oh, oh, who'd you say was doing that? Oh, you know, this person is going there. This person is doing that. I mean, I like her, but he's a really good, you know, guy, but... And we enter into these conversations that uh, I believe the world says is acceptable, acceptable, acceptable. But at the end of the day, just because the world says it's acceptable, acceptable doesn't mean that God does. Amen? And so we're going to talk about a topic that maybe you're thinking, I don't deal with this. I think you're a liar. <laughs> um, just to be honest. I mean, and here's the thing about our world today. Not only does gossip happen between two people, it can happen with one click on the internet or a Facebook post, and it can reach thousands and millions and millions of people. So it's just gotten bigger, right? And so the topic that we're going to talk about is the topic of gossip. And, and, and again, oftentimes we find ourselves in these conversations and we don't really know if it's right or wrong and all that stuff. Well, I want to talk about this today because here's why. The Bible talks about it. You, you'd be surprised how many verses deal with the subject of gossip. And so we're going to talk about those today. And if you're like me, you begin to ask questions and, and you wonder certain things. Well, Okay, so what is gossip? I mean, what is it? I mean, we think we know, but oftentimes it's hard to define what gossip is. I mean, we may ask questions like, well, is going to a, you know, a trusted friend and sharing all my struggles gossip? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Is going to a fellow you know, co-worker or team member, is that okay? I mean, can I share my thoughts with anybody? Well, here's what I did, and I found this definition from another pastor, but I believe it's the greatest definition for the topic of gossip. And I want, if you write something down, write this down. But it says this, and this is a definition. This is how I would best define it. Gossip is when you're talking about a situation with somebody who is neither part of the problem nor the solution. <laughs> Let me say it again because this is important because this will help you. When you gossip, gossip is typically when you're talking about a situation with somebody who is neither part of the problem nor the solution. In other words, if the person that we're talking to can't help fix the problem or the situation, then they're probably gossiping. You are probably gossiping. 
So you say, well, how do you define it? Well, again, if you're neither part of the problem or the solution, it's probably gossip. Here's the second question that I always ask or that I asked, you know, as I prepared this message. Why do we gossip? Why? I mean, why do we think it's, you know, something, you know, that we have to do or that we, you know, get caught up in doing? Well, whether it's at the, in the break room at work or whether it's in the locker room or whether it's, you know, at the gym or wherever it is, again, it happens every day. And here's what I would say is the reason why, why we gossip. I think deep down inside, our sinful nature wants to know something that's bad or sick with someone else. I think we have this sick temptation to want to know the juicy stuff. Anybody believe that? Anybody ever felt that in your life besides the pastor? Yeah, we, we want to know. We're like, hey, so what, you know, tell me what happened. Tell me what happened. I mean, give me the dirt. You know, what's going on here? And the Bible puts it this way. Listen to the, the Bible. It describes it the same way. It says in Proverbs 18, 8, it says, The words of gossip are like what? Choice morsels. I mean, I don't know if that describes it any better. It's like this, you know, this just just something that tastes so good. And it and it says they go down in the inmost parts. I'll give you an example of this in my own life. How many of you guys love candy? Anybody love candy? I love candy. I could eat four candy bars a day, and on top of that, I could drink a Slurpee. I'm just telling you, I, every tooth in my mouth is a sweet tooth, and every one of them has been filled by the dentist. I, don't, I probably don't have any real teeth <laughs> because they've all been filled because I love candy. I, I, I taught my kids, or I actually introduced them this week, to candy corn. Anybody like candy corn? All right. How many of you guys hate candy corn? It's like nasty to you. Yeah. My kids, for some reason, they don't like those little pumpkins. But I love candy corn. But here's what I've learned. And I, I may be sick for, for doing this, but sometimes my kids, they'll be like, Dad, I know we just had a brownie fudge sundae, but can I have that bag of Skittles? And I'm like, eat up, buddy. Eat up. You know why? Because here's what I've learned. When I eat too much candy, it goes down good, man. I can eat that, you know, that goo goo cluster or those turtles. How about how many? Can I get an amen? 14 goo-goo clusters. 14 turtles. I can eat them all. But here's the deal. It goes down good, but typically when you eat way too much of it or you take part in too much sugar, guess what? It turns your stomach. They want to ralph. How many of you had ever had a kid who ate too much candy at Halloween and he ralphed? Yeah, typically in his bed at night because he snuck the candy underneath the bed and was eating it all night. You know what I'm saying? So it goes down good, but all of a sudden you eat too much of it or, you know, it tastes good at the moment. And then all of a sudden it comes back up and it comes out in a way that you don't want it to come out. And it ends up being bad. The same thing is true with gossip. Oftentimes we think, oh, I'm important, man. I know somebody, I know something that nobody else knows. And we, it tastes kind of sweet to know those things. But at the end of the day, gossip will destroy you. Gossip will make you sick with sin. And, and God says he doesn't enjoy it, and he actually says that he hates it. Here's the thing. Sadly, gossip, again, has, has become more and more acceptable. I mean, you watch the news. You watch, you know, E.T. You watch Inside Edition. You watch all, your magazines all over, you know, at the, you know, at the checkout counter. I mean, it's everywhere. But like I said, just because the world says it's okay doesn't mean that God says that it's okay. And so here's the third question, and this is where I want to focus in on today. How do we defeat the sin of gossip? How do we defeat it? 
Because some of you are here today and you know good and well that you like to gossip. You know good and well that you like to listen. Like, again, all of us at some point, we like to listen to a good piece of juicy gossip. Well, here's what I want you to realize today. I want you to hear what God wants to say to you today. Because I believe what he says to you today can save your reputation. It can save a a relationship. It can save, you know, your reputation, our reputation as a church. It can save your reputation as a Christian. Because gossip should not be a part of our lives. And so to learn how to defeat the sin of gossip, I I think I want to answer a few more questions. And these are the questions that maybe you need to ask before you open your mouth and, and actually share something that you may question whether it's gospel or not. Ready? The first question is this. Is my conversation helpful or hurtful? Before you open your mouth, you may want to answer, answer this question. Is my conversation helpful or hurtful? And there's a scripture that I memorized as a kid, um, and it's Ephesians 4.29. Look at it with me. It says, it says this. It says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is what? Helpful for what? Building others up according to their needs that it may what? It may benefit those who listen. Golly, that's a powerful verse. If we would grab a hold of that verse, we would save ourselves from a lot of pain. Can I, can I just be honest with you? I mean, I learned that verse as a kid. You know why? I grew up, and uh, I, I'm not going to throw my mom under the bus or anything, but I grew up with a mom who didn't have a filter. Anybody got a mom like that? Anybody got a dad like that? Well, again, my mom never had a filter in my whole life. And, and so as a kid, I realized that I am like my mom. <laughs> and so I oftentimes didn't have a filter. And so as a young kid, I memorized this verse. Because I knew that at some point I hurt people with the words that I say. I, you know, come out and say things that I maybe shouldn't say. And so the Bible says that we're not to let any unwholesome talk come out of our mouths. But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit them. And so you say, well, how do I know, you know, how to handle gossip? How do I know how to defeat it? Well, ask yourself, is what you're saying helpful to the person you are talking about? Is it helpful? Does it benefit them and their situation? Does it build them up or does it tear them down? Because here's the truth. If it doesn't build them up, if it doesn't benefit them, then it's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. And God hates it. Look at uh, Proverbs 6. Listen to what God hates. He says, there are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. And then it lists a few. And then at the end, it says in verse 19, he hates a what? A false witness who pours out lies and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. Now, again, some of you guys need to hear this because you may be that person. Some of you maybe hang around with that person. Some of you go to the coffee shop with that person. Some of you are at McDonald's with that person. Some of you guys are going places where you know gossip is happening and you need to hear this. God hates a gossip. He hates a false witness. He hates it when people, you know, again, they tell lies or they don't talk, you know, and, and they, don't, they don't even know the facts and they begin to talk. You know why he hates it? Here's the, here's the reason. You ready? We are never more like the devil than when we lie. 
and we are a false witness. You know what I'm saying? I just tried to take a step and I missed it. We are never more like the devil when, when, when we gossip. It's just the truth. And you say, well, how do you know that? Because the Bible describes the devil as the father of lies. And so, again, when you know something is not true or you think it's true and you don't know for sure and you begin to share it, you're never more like the devil. Because that's his native language. And here's what else people will say. They'll come to me and say, well, Bo, it's true. How many of you guys have ever heard that excuse? It's true. I mean, you're talking to someone and they're like, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? I mean, she really did this wrong. And, and I think they're getting a divorce. And I think that they're going to go here. And their business, again, is failing. And they're not doing very well. You know, all this stuff. And, and, and they go, it's true. I mean, it's in the paper. Right? And I think it's on the Internet. And everything on the Internet's true. Right? I mean, that's what we say. But here's a phrase that I want you to memorize. And this is an amazing phrase. And so write this down. Everything we say should be true, but not everything that is true should be said. Everything that you say better be true. It should be true. If you want to honor God, it should be true, but not everything that is true should be talked about. You will save yourself from the sin of gossip if you will memorize that that quote right there. I believe it's straight from God. And and here's the other thing about the church. The church is not immune to gossip. It's actually probably more common, sadly. I mean, I I signed up to be a pastor. Gary signed up to be a pastor. And it kind of comes with the territory that people want to talk about you when you're a pastor. I mean, I've maybe even pulled up to people as they're talking about me. I mean, I may, you know, go to the grocery store and people may talk about me while I'm standing there. And you know what I'm saying? I'm like, or they talk about our church and they talk about this and they talk about that. But, um, but, uh, you know, here's the other side of uh, the sad part of a church. And and it's, it's in every church. Um, But I think a lot of times we disguise gossip as prayer requests. Anybody ever been there? Hey, guys, we just need to pray for so-and-so because so-and-so, they're having trouble in their marriage. You know, guys, we just need to pray for so-and-so because, you know, again, their business, it's going bankrupt, and we just need to pray that they learn how to spend their money better. Anybody there? Anybody ever been there? We need to pray for so-and-so because they got into a cat fight, and she scratched her like this and pulled her hair and did all this stuff. And, you know, again, we just need to pray for them. Bless her heart. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And we disguise it as prayer requests. And, and, and again, you think, well, aren't we supposed to pray for people? Yes. Is prayer powerful? Yes. But it, it, and, and if I'm struggling, I want people to pray for me. But if you disguise a prayer request as a, you know, or gossip as a prayer request, you are using a method that is deadly. It's deadly, and God hates that. He hates it. And you say, well, how does it de- how's it deadly? Well, it destroys unity. And it destroys our reputation, not only in the church, but to the world. It destroys it all. And so here's some advice. If you want to pray, you know, you know, for someone who is struggling and they're in a situation that they shouldn't be in, call that person up and pray with them. Don't pray about them unless you're praying to God. If you want to talk to someone, you know, and, and pray for someone and, and, you know, talk about someone, talk to them or talk to God. 
You say, well, Bo, isn't there ever a time where, you know, again, you should get together with a group of people and intervene in someone else's life because they're struggling? And I would say, I would say yes, but I want you to hear this. It should be rare and it should be between people that, again, know these people, that are personal friends of these people. I would say if you're in a ranch group and you're in a small group and someone is struggling and their marriage is going down the tube or they're drinking you know, way too much or they're doing something that's going to destroy their life, then I would say that in some rare situations, it's okay to get together with your small group and you go to that person and say, I'm not going to let you divorce your wife. I'm stepping in. You don't need to go there. I'm not going to let you drink yourself to death. I'm stepping in. We are stepping in, and we are not going to allow that to happen. We're helping you today to get right. And you say, what is it? Yeah, I got one clap. You say, does that need to happen all the time? No. And then if you don't know that person, you, again, you're not a part of their, their life. You're not a part of their future. You're not a part of the problem or the solution. Then you need to stay out of it. And so, again, if, if, you know, if you want to talk to someone, talk to that person. If you want to pray for someone, go to that person. Again, I, I have friends, and, and I got a call last night. A guy called me and said, hey, Bo, you know, I, I've got, you know, we've got this friend, and he's my friend as well, and he is, he is the beer has got a hold of him. Um, his wife filed for divorce last week and all these things were happening in his life. And this friend of mine and a friend of this guy's, and I'm a friend of this guy's as well. He's like, man, I need help. I need help to know how to handle him and how to counsel him and how to do that. Well, after that conversation, I didn't call everybody that I knew and say, did you hear what happened to this guy? No, if I'm going to call anybody, it's going to be the guy that's struggling so that I can support him and show him. If you've heard something about someone that they did something, you know, and now they're sitting in jail, don't talk to them or don't talk about them. Go to the jail and pray with them. Again, God wants you to do that. And, and so your, is your conversation helpful or hurtful? Here's the second uh, question that I think we have to answer if we're going to defeat the sin of gossip. Am I making a private matter public? This is terrible because this destroys more relationships and friendships than anything. But look at Proverbs uh, 11, 12, and 13. It says, it is what? Foolish to be a little one's neighbor and a sensible person keeps what? Keeps quiet. A gossip goes around telling secrets, but those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. Here's the truth. The best way to destroy your friendship with someone else is to talk about something that was private. Make it public and you'll destroy that relationship. Um, all of us, again, it, you know, it... It, it, it can happen to all of us. None of us are above this. If, and here, I'll give you an example of this because I'm a pastor and people come to me and they feel like I need to know everything, right? I mean, they just say, hey, did you hear? You know, and they, they feel like I need to know everything. And I've heard a lot. I've heard everything that you could probably imagine. And it turns my stomach some of the things, again, that I've been told. But here's what I, here's what I have to realize as a pastor. It's my responsibility to not tell other people what the private things that you were able to tell me or that you come to me and tell me. If I was to do that, if I was to go out and share all the private things that you've shared with me, I'd be what the Bible describes as a fool. As a fool. And so we are to keep things that are private, private. 
And, and I'll, I'll throw this out too because I, I love stepping on more toes. The Bible doesn't give a disclaimer for you to be able to gossip with, you know, even your family. <laughs> Anybody ever been there? Well, we're family. We can talk about this. Really? So the Bible says, hey, if you're family, you can talk about somebody behind their back, even though you're not a part of the solution or a part of the problem. It's just not right. And some of you guys, maybe you go to my wife and you say, but, you know, did you hear? Did Bo tell you? Can I just tell you? A lot of times she's, no, she's not even going to know. You know why? Because I believe it's wrong for me to even share with her some of the private things that are happening in people's lives. And can I just tell you, I'm married to the, one of the most wonderful women in the world because she is not a gossip. Amen? Some of you guys that know her, you know the confidence that you can have in her. And that's one of the greatest things as a pastor's wife or as just a human being that I believe is a great quality. And so if something's shared private, it needs to stay private. Here's the third question. If we're going to defeat the gossip, the sin of gossip, here's the third question. And this will step on your toes because it steps on mine. Number three, am I permitting others to gossip? Not only am I speaking gossip, not only am I, you know, sharing gossip, but am I permitting others to gossip? Look at Proverbs 17, 4. It says, wrongdoers eagerly what? Oh, they listen. It doesn't say speak. It says eager, or wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Liars what? Oh, yeah, they pay close attention. They, they lean in to the slander. I mean, again, this one's hard because you say, well, why is it hard? Well, because oftentimes we can't control what other people are saying. It just kind of comes out, right? And we can't control it. But at the end of the day, the Bible says that we are not even to listen to gossip. And when we do, we're sinning as well as when we speak it. I had a guy call me this week. It's so funny. I don't, it's not funny necessarily, but it's so funny. I, I, you know, Sheila, I was asking Sheila and our staff, what's some George Strait songs that, um, you know, that talk about, you know, or what's some topics that we can get some George Strait songs? And she threw out, you know, a song about gossip or, and I was like, well, that song really doesn't play with it, but I'll find one. And the only one I could find was Alan Jackson. So it's the gospel according to George Strait and Alan Jackson today. But anyway, so we, we, we had this topic of gossip, you know, that we wanted to touch on. And I, 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 it's, it's like, it, you know, again, the devil knows what to do right when these topics come up. And I had a phone call. Another guy called me, and, and, and again, he's one of my friends, but I know he's a gossip, okay? Called me up and said, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? I mean, this family, you know, they did this, this, and this. And, 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 and he ended it with this. And you probably know better than I do, don't you? Question mark. You probably know that person better than I do. I mean, that person did this, this, and this. But you probably know better than I do. And, you, and right then and there, I thought, this is, this is the devil wanting me to fall into the sin that I'm going to be talking about Sunday. And so my reply to him, and again, this by the grace of God was, I don't know. And I'm not talking about it. Here's the deal. If you listen to gossip, you're sinning too. I know it's hard. I know you say, well, how do I, how do I get past that? Well, again, it, it's not only wrong to speak gossip, it's wrong to listen to gossip as well. And God doesn't just want us to commit to not to speak it. He wants us to commit not to even stick around when others are gossiping. Here's why. Here's another phrase. Maybe you need to write this down. What you permit, you promote. 
<laughs> Some of you guys didn't hear that, but you know, anyways, the phone went off. But what you permit for other people to do around you, guess what? You promote. You say, well, I'm not guilty of it. I, I, all I was doing was standing there. Well, if you're standing there while they're talking about someone else, guess what? Everybody probably thinks you're talking about it. You're just guilty by association, right? And so I tell our staff all the time, you don't need to be having private conversations in our hallways because someone's going to see it. They're going to know that you're having a private conversation because you're talking like this or you're, you know, you're looking like this and you're kind of in the corner and you're doing this whole deal. And they're going to wonder what you're talking about. And so it lends them to wonder what you're talking about. And again, it's just not healthy. And so we're not going to listen to it. I mean, I'm, I, I do my best to make a commitment not even to listen to it. And here's a, here's a fact. Are you ready? If someone will gossip to you, typically they'll gossip about you. Anybody ever been there? Let's raise our hands on that one. If they're going to gossip to you, then typically they're probably going to gossip about you. And so you've got to be ready. Here's the thing. If you walk away from a conversation about that, where someone's gossiping, or if you say something like to stop it, listen, they are going to probably talk about you when you leave. It's okay. It's okay. Because at the end of the day, if you please God, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And you say, Bo, I, I, you know, what's the answer? How do I practically do this? Well, if you can walk away, here's what I would ask you to do. Walk away. And you say, if I can't get away from them there, we're in a car and I can't jump out. You know, I mean, I, we're, we're somewhere where I can't get away from them. Then I would say loving honesty is the best policy. Loving honesty. Again, you've got a relationship with this person. It's not the person that you just hear at the grocery store that you don't have a clue and you walk up to them. Hey, that's, you shouldn't be saying that. I mean, you want to pick a fight? That's the best way to do it. And you have no right to speak truth into that person's life, right? But with people that you know and that you know are sharing something that they shouldn't be sharing, maybe you need to, you know, make some comments like this. I'll give you some examples. You ready? I don't feel comfortable with this conversation. So I'm not, let's just not talk about it. Again. Not very, you know, defensive, not mean, not all those things. Or maybe this one. If so-and-so were talking, you know, if so-and-so knew we were talking about them, they'd be hurt. And so we're not going to talk about them. Um, If it's appropriate and they're a Christian, maybe you can say, you know what? If you have an issue with someone, I don't need to hear it. They do. Matthew 18 you read that chapter and Matthew 18 tells you if you got a problem with your brother or your sister, go to them. Talk to them in private. If they don't listen, again, maybe you need to take someone else so they'll listen. Maybe you need to take someone else so they'll listen. But you go to that person in private. And so maybe, you know, you say, well, you know, the Bible says in Matthew 18 we're to go to them in private. So I'm not, I don't need to hear it. I can't solve the problem. They need to hear it and you need to go to them. And if, you know, again, if they insist on, you know, doing it, then I would say you need to have a conversation where you say, I'm not going to gossip. And if you're going to gossip, I'm not going to hang out with you. It's just not going to happen. We're just not going to do it. Um, and it, can I give you a scapegoat? Here you go. You can use my preaching, the topic that I'm talking about today, to start a conversation with those that you know gossip. You can't get around it. You're, you work with them, whatever it is. So maybe you go to them before they ever gossip, and you say, hey, I want you to hear what my preacher preached about Sunday. He preached about gossip, and here's what I'm doing as a believer in Jesus Christ. I'm committing not to gossip, 
and I'm committing not to listen to it. And so before it ever even happens, you use me, you use our church, you use this topic to tell them, hey, these are the things that I'm not going to do. And if you begin to do them, again, just know that I'm going to walk away or I'm not going to take part in that. And you have that conversation with them. Again, it's not defensive. It, it, it's not as bad. So know this, and this is what I'll end with. Your words matter. Your words matter to, to you. They matter to others. They matter to God. And not only do your words matter, what you listen to matters. And so God wants us to not give in to the sin of gossip. Listen to the words of Jesus himself, and I'm done. Matthew 12, Jesus is talking. He says, but I tell you that everyone will give an account on the day of judgment for every what? Every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, or by your words you will be condemned. And so the Bible says, one day I'm going to give account for every word that I didn't filter through the word of God, and I spoke in anger, in gossip, or whatever it is. And, and, but here's the thing. I don't want to be found in those situations. I want to be found by God on the day of judgment, speaking for people, not against them. Amen? I want to be found speaking words of life, not death. Your words have the power to speak life into people, to actually, you know, help the situation, to, to, you know, again, be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. To be a part of someone that believes the best about people, not assumes the worst. And so listen, we have to be a part of what God wants us to be a part. And you say, well, why? Because our words have the power to help people or to hurt them, to build them up or to tear them down. And so to defeat the sin of gossip, we have to ask ourselves, is my conversation helpful or hurtful? Am I making a private matter public? And am I permitting others to gossip? If we ask these questions and we live by the truth of God's word, I believe we're going to be pleasing unto God. And that's our ultimate goal. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads together. Nobody's looking around, and, and again, I'm not, I'm not going to ask you to do this because I you know, want people to know or anything, but I, I want to know. How many of you guys are like me, and you struggle sometimes with saying things that maybe you shouldn't say? Anybody raise your hand? Yeah. How many of you guys have ever you know, been in a situation where you listened to gossip? Anybody raise your hand? Yeah, all across the barn. Listen, today, it's not about just gaining knowledge. It's not about just, the again, the creativity of a message or a series or any of that. It's about the foundation of knowing God's word and actually applying it to your life. Again, you can leave out of here and go, woohoo, good sermon, Bo. Alan Jackson, I love him. Or you can take it as, as God's word and you can make a life-changing decision in your life today. And I'm telling you, it will change your life. And so maybe you're here today and you need to pray a prayer of confession. A prayer to Jesus asking forgiveness for the gossip that has come out of your mouth. 
and for the gossip that you've allowed to your your ears to listen to and actually even enjoyed hearing. And so maybe in your chair today, you need to just confess your sin to the Lord. Maybe you pray something like this: Jesus, I know that I've gossiped. Jesus, I know that I've been a part of conversations and listened to a ton of it. And today I'm asking you to forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. Show me those people that maybe I don't need to maybe be as close as a a friend to. Show me those situations or those places where I know I'm going to sin because I'm in those situations. Give me the words to say when this happens and I need to address it and stand up for what's right or just walk away. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Thank you, Lord, for for giving me the wisdom that I need to know when those situations arise. Help my words to speak life and not death. Listen, with your head bowed and your eyes closed, how many of you guys would be honest? And and again, I just want to know, how many of you guys would say, you know what, I made that commitment today. Would you just raise your hand? Thank you. Thank you so much. God's going to bless you for this. Some of you are here today and you have gossiped about somebody and you need to hear maybe the next step. You need to go to that person and ask their, for their forgiveness. And you say, they don't even know about it. They don't even know that I said anything. Well, it doesn't matter. For you to be right with God you got to be right with other people. And as much as it depends upon you, you need to do whatever it takes to be at peace with those people. And you say, it's going to cause more trouble than it is, than it already is. Well, again, it's not, pray about it. Honestly, pray about it. Know when the right time is and when the wrong time is. But I believe that if you will be obedient to whatever God tells you to do, and you'll confess your sin to your brother, Again, that's all your responsibility is. How they respond, what they do, it doesn't, it doesn't make it right or wrong for you. What makes it right or wrong is if you disobey and you don't ask for their forgiveness. So maybe some of you need to go to someone today in private and you need to confess your sin to them so that you can be right with them and right with other people. I hope that you'll commit to do that as well. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, Jesus, we we say we ride for his brand. It's all about him. So if you want to know about Jesus, you want to know more about how to come to know him so that you can have the strength to overcome the sin in your life and the power to be saved so that you can enter into heaven one day, we want to let you know about that. And so at the end of this gathering today, we're going to be available to talk to you and to speak to you. If you've got other questions, let us know. Heather's going to come. She's going to share with you how you can connect with our church. And we're so glad you came today. Lord, we just pray that you would just uh, just prick our hearts, Lord. Every time we get in a situation where we know we're going to sin, the sin of gossip, or we know we're going to sin by listening to it. And so, Lord, help us to have the strength and the guts to, to walk away, to not say that. The awareness, Holy Spirit, show us where we go wrong before we go wrong so that we can honor and please you. It's in your holy name I pray. Amen.